This season of the Mumbrig podcast is brought to you by Bathorium, Canada's favorite clean and green beauty bath products. They make all natural bath bombs, bath soaks, bubble baths, and accessories with no artificial fragrances or toxins. And they're vegan and ethically produced. To get 15% off, go to mumbrig.ca slash bath. Welcome to the Mumbrig podcast a place where you can feel normal, get helpful information, and laugh your ass off. Hopefully without peeing your pants. I'm your host, Erica, and I have two kiddos. I am not a mom expert, but I do have a zillion hours of therapy under my belt and no filter. I'm on my own journey to find happiness, and I want to help you on the way to yours. Oh my goodness. Yeah, no, I'm I'm really excited to talk to you because I think, and I just told you when we were prepping, like when we were just talking about this two seconds ago, is that you walk a fine line between um, totally insane, totally inspiring, and just super smart. (laughs) (laughs) Do you disagree? I'd lead with the first one. Probably insanity is what keeps me going, but. Yeah, but you kind of need that to have a business during COVID. And hopefully by the time this airs, again, it'll be April. So hopefully this is sort of a thing of the past, but we can take how you've managed to not only keep your business going, but also grow it, which to me is insane. Yeah. It's been really a wild journey to even just think I was just like in March, I was like, Oh, just survive, like make enough money so we can, you know, pay our mortgage and then going to opening a store. And yeah, it's been really wild. It's, it's insane. And actually, so um, maybe I'll let you introduce yourself because that's always important on a podcast. But we, so we do like a monthly mastermind chat together. And so I've seen the sort of behind the scenes of your business and it's the way you think of things and the way that you come at problems is so refreshing. And also you're like kind of who I want to be when I grow up. (laughs) Oh, well, I want to be you when I grow up. So I think it's, (laughs) (laughs) we'd be a perfect person. Yeah. Just combined. <laughs> um, you don't take no shit, which is also something I really respect. So tell people about who you are and why you're awesome. Or if you don't feel comfortable telling people why you're awesome, I'll brag about you some after. Okay, you can keep bragging about me because sometimes I feel like I'm just insane because um, I don't myself all the time. But uh, I'm Jamie Lynn Pacheca. I own Batter Up Bakery. Um, started the company in 2011 just for fun as a side gig. And I started it because I had sold my first cake. And I'm like, oh, if I'm going to sell cakes, I need a name. And then it kind of was a part-time hobby that I was able to kind of have on the side for my creativity. I have an interior design background. So when I graduated and went into sales, I kind of lost that creative aspect. So whenever I was stressed or anything like that, I would bake. Um, And then Batter Up Bakery became my side hustle over time as more and more people kind of bought from me. And at the time I started it, I was in Toronto. Um, And then in 2012, uh, to 2013, I moved to Ottawa. Um, it was, I think it was 2013. I don't even remember at this point. It's, been it's so long ago. Like what day? Yeah. Who knows? It feels, yeah, it was like, I, is that even in the same lifetime at this point? Everything feels ancient. Um, so when I moved to Ottawa, um, it became even more kind of a reliability thing. Like I was always baking just because I didn't know that many people here. Um, it was kind of something that my colleagues at my new job were aware of, so they would use me all the time and then would spread the word. And it became to a point where um, I was literally turning down orders, even though I was taking on like four orders on top of my regular day job, which was not a day job being in sales. You're out all the time hosting clients, et cetera. So I was working probably like 40, I would say like 60 hours a week at my regular job. And then I would come home and bake at night till like one in the morning and get up and do it again the next day. Like it was insane. Um, so all that to say over time it's grown. And then in 2018, I decided to quit my full-time gig, um, of sales and then do this full-time. And when I did, I was really worried that we would end up kind of in a situation where I was like needing a part-time job to supplement my income from baking. Um, and the absolute opposite happened. As soon as people found out I was doing it full time, I was completely booked up. Um, and to the point where within six months I needed an employee. So, 
yeah, it was super cool. And people were like, oh my God, I'm so excited. You're finally like available. And I was like, am I available? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Um, And then it's been a challenge over the years, just trying to find that balance. Right. So then, you know, I finally get into my groove and then COVID hit. I'm going to get telling you everything now, which is not an introduction. (laughs) Just go. We're fine. Okay. Yeah. um, So anyway, and then COVID hit and I had finally just gotten into my groove. I had a really great, reliable employee um, we were finally getting into our jive of like, okay, this is the system. Um, and get to the point where we get that group and then all of a sudden everything stops. Um, and I had thankfully been in that, um, business group with you and you guys had pushed me and pushed me and pushed me. I'm like, I don't need a website. I'm always fully booked. And I was like being a brat about it. And a week prior, like that was my new goal for the new year was to get my website launched. And a week prior, I launched it on March 1st. And literally we went into shutdown a week and a half later and it's what saved my business. It's mm. what allowed me to pivot. So, and then from there, it's just been like, I don't even know where the roller coaster tracks started. Cause I feel like I'm still riding it. Cause yeah, it's been really crazy. Yeah. You don't stop. And it's so interesting because you, okay. And this is why I want to be you when I grow up is, is that you are, the hardest working person. Okay, and I say, I don't say this lightly because I think I'm usually one of the hardest working people in a room, but you make me seem lazy and it's not a bad, like it's not a bad thing to, I, I don't think that's a compliment though. I, I like literally need to work on, that's my goal for 2020. Yeah. Balance is probably an important thing for you at some point, but yeah. you can't like, yeah, you physically you'll crash and burn at some point. You can't go like this forever. <laughs> so funny story. My mom is like this, like she's uh, insane. she's in her sixties and just like, is a little energizer bunny. Like it's a family thing. We're all crazy. Okay. Tell people about your sleep schedule because, okay, (laughs) this too is because you have, okay, I remember when we were doing our mastermind and we were all comparing, um, like I have an Apple watch. Do you have an app? Is an Apple watch? Yeah, it's it's our sleep, sleep, um, cycle app. Yeah. We were comparing sleep cycle apps because I had just downloaded the app and I was like, this is amazing. Everyone needs to get it. And you're like, oh yes, I do. Let me show you mine. And I swear to God, I just would died when I saw your app because mine, like a regular person, and if anyone tracks their sleep, go in and look at your stuff. And it's like, you fall asleep. You kind of have like blips of being awake. You wake up to maybe go pee in the middle of the night. And it's like, yeah, sleep, but you there's know- like a full cycle of sleep. That's why it's called sleep cycle. Yeah. You, however, <laughs> you died for four hours and then you just get up and go yeah so it literally is like it is like awake then it flatlines to like the deep sleep and then it literally flatlines like it's like yeah a cliff and flatlines and then it jumps right back up when my alarm goes off like it's actually kind of scary I I a little bit worry about you kind of yeah sometimes I wonder I'm like did I die last night like am I alive when I'm doing like, you're like, really no, weird. this is all just a fake universe. But yeah, it's so yeah. hard to describe for a podcast. This is a terrible example for a podcast because you can't yeah. see us pointing at the screen right now. But she literally like, it's like she jumps off a cliff and then there's no movement. It's like a perfect flat line for what you sleep five hours a night. Is that what it is? Uh, about that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah typically. And then that's it. Whereas like, I yeah. don't think I've even if I sleep, people are always confused about when I, how much I sleep because I also like you wake up early. Right. So mm-hmm. I used yeah. to before COVID and all the like <laughs> exhaustion, not running like my business, like you did wake up at four every day and people were very alarmed that I wasn't sleeping enough, but I go to sleep super early. Yeah. Even if I sleep nine hours a night, I still get less like deep sleep and REM sleep than you do, which is. Insane. Oh yeah. It's nuts. Like it's actually I'm jealous, crazy. And I, I'm such a deep sleeper that like Jonathan will have a conversation. My partner will have a conversation with me when I'm sleeping and I don't remember. Yeah, fair. Like I like sleep talk and I'm like, yeah, cool. Sounds good. I'll get those groceries for you. And the next day he's like, where's that stuff? I'm like, oh, what are you talking about? <laughs> it's like ridiculous. Has he learned now though not to have conversations? Oh yeah. I need to be, there's a rule. Like I need to be sitting up, eyes <laughs> open, standing out of bed in order to be coherent. Um, so yeah, like it's, it's stupid. It's actually ridiculous how bad like I'm a deep sleeper and it's good but then it's also like so I don't know alarming. <laughs> but this like as an example this weekend I like so I've been going 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 like getting like four or five hours and yeah, so we're recording this right before the halt like in the midst of the yeah. holiday rush it's for Christmas for... A week. yeah um so I literally have been getting no sleep and like no sleep for me which is like none um and 
this weekend I went home Saturday night and I was off on Sunday and I slept for, I went to bed at nine. Mind you, okay, so this is, was my schedule this weekend. So I got to the shop at 3 a.m. I worked until 5 p.m. And then I had deliveries. And then I went home at 7.30. We tried to watch a movie. I fell asleep at 9. And I woke up the next day at 9. So I slept about 12 hours. Huge for you. That's like three Huge. nights of sleep or four nights of sleep. Exactly. So that's kind of what happens with my sleep schedule is I will go five, like three hours, four hours, five hours, five hours, four hours, whatever, for like three weeks straight. And then I have like one crash night where I'm like, okay, hey, I need a good night's sleep. And I sleep. And I, like last night, couldn't sleep. I couldn't fall asleep. I had gotten way too much sleep the night before and I was up till two in the morning. And I was like, I can't sleep. I'm, I might as well just stay oh, up. Productive. It was ridiculous. Okay, no. I have an embarrassing confession. And this is to all the workaholics out there. You'll probably appreciate this. And I know you will. When I, yeah. whenever anyone asks you what you want your one superpower to be. Yeah. Mine was always that I didn't have to sleep because then I would have oh. more time to do things. <laughs> yeah, no, I, that would be mine too. I'm like, just don't let me sleep. I'm good. But and you're was, close to that. I am close to that. And it was bad because even in college, I would pull on landers like three nights in a row and still function. I would nap here and there, but I'm like, bit weird what's your body gonna do long term with this <laughs> I don't know I'm either gonna die like a really young death and be like well I lived my life in just a shorter <laughs> amount of time because I had the same amount of time on earth I just whatever or I'm gonna just be like I don't know my mom's like this too though like she's energy bunny like it's crazy I don't know we'll see so if there's any doctors on the call or anybody who knows yeah let me know what's wrong with me. let us know let's analyze let me know because this is both I'm both jealous and alarmed at the same time like one of these days, you're just going to be like, no, I'm done. Just done. Oh my God. Okay. So let's go back to business stuff. <laughs> yeah. I guess enough about my sleep habits. No, but it's important because I think it, it's part of the reason why you were able to accomplish yeah. as much as you are. And I think that not everyone, like most people need sleep. And so like and you have more hours in the day. I have more hours in the day. And honestly, I, I work a lot. I love what I do, but I also, if somebody told me they worked as much as I do, I'd be like, what is wrong with you? Like you need to relax and enjoy life. And I would be like the person trying to give myself advice, but meanwhile, I will not take my own. So <laughs> I get it. Like, I wouldn't even recommend this for anybody. It's just, I've always been like this. Like I've always been pretty energetic and going, going. Okay. But that's not to say it's perfect. Like I have my moments where I like break down and I'm like, what the heck is going on? <laughs> Do you go, okay, my breakdowns go in like a monthly or a bi-monthly cycle where eventually I push myself so hard and then I'm just like, have this like couple days where I just need to hibernate. Yeah. I'm, I'm like that. I think as well, like I'll, I I'm very social and I'm go, go, go. And then there's going to be a day where I just want to like sit on the couch, eat seven bags of potato chips, and <laughs> you know, do nothing. And I'm just like a slob and you know, that's my day of rest for like the rest of the year. <laughs> but yeah, but I go through the, like, I do get the emotional cycles. Like I will get to the point where I burnt myself out so much that I'm like, okay, something's got to give. Yeah. So that like, that was one of the examples. Like, okay. I was like, I'm working seven days a week and it's 10 hour days. Like this isn't normal. I need a day off. So like, that's when I decided to change my hours, right? Like change, I, no more pickups on Sunday. So that's amazing. Well, yeah. so what did you, let's talk about what you did to survive COVID because at the beginning of this, I, it's funny you mentioned the website in March because I remember, so in our mastermind group, there's two marketing people, just so people don't know myself and another marketer. And we sort of specialize in digital marketing and we're like, you're doing at this point, you're doing all your orders manually and like through DMS and like most people, yeah. it's like, it's sort of a normal thing, especially it's like whatever, investing yeah. in money and stuff. And we're like, no, dude, like create an e-commerce website and get it up yeah. in the so that you can start to start to automate some of this process. And yeah. we sort of like got mad at you for not doing that. Kicked you in the I, butt and you did it. Yes. Yeah. And it was one of those things that like, I really didn't, it's, it was one of those things that you, you don't think you need it until you have it. Right. It's like, I used to live in a really tiny apartment and I had, my kitchen was maybe like five feet by five feet and I would do full cakes out of there. And I was like, Oh no, I'm fine. I don't need any more space. And then we moved in, I moved into a townhome and it was bigger. And I was like, Oh no, I don't need any more space. And then our bigger kitchen that we had renovated, um, three years ago. And I was like, Oh my God, this is glorious. And now that I'm in the store, I'm like, Oh my God, how did I ever do this from like a small kitchen out of my house? Right. So 
it was one of those things that I was just like, oh my God, like, how did I do it before? And it's the same thing with the website. It was, how did I do it before when it, before it was automated? And I didn't think I needed it until I had it. Yeah, no. And I think that can be applied to a lot of different things, right? Like it's mm -hmm. just sort of a, you get used to what is your norm. Like, I think it's like COVID or now, like in the midst of, this is just the norm. This is just how we do our yeah. kids. Just, like my kids don't go near people anymore. They just six feet. That's just how they do. How did we, well, yeah. I don't know. I guess we touched people back then. Well, and Austin probably won't even remember a time before COVID. So he's going to be like, don't touch me. <laughs> <laughs> Stay away. My mom said six feet. <laughs> Space bubble. I always get that space bubble. I'm so annoyed. Yeah, it's just, oh, no. yeah, it's so, it's one of those things that it really did allow me to pivot my business and quickly because I could have done it easily and I could have done it just over social media, which was where I was getting 90% of my business anyway. And I could have just posted it on Instagram and said, hey, I have DIY kits. Send me an email and I'll book you in. And it would have been a lot more administration, um, but I would have done it. Would I have been as successful? Probably not. Would I have been more tired? Absolutely. Um, so it was one of those things with the website that I just didn't really think I needed it because I've always been a custom baker. Mm -hmm. But with COVID, you're no longer a custom baker. You're like, what can I entertain my kids with? And oh yeah, I can buy you online at two in the morning when I haven't slept all day or in four days because I'm sick of my kids. <laughs> kind of situation. It's so true. Okay. So before COVID hit, you were yeah. doing custom orders. Your, your primary bread and bread and butter. I don't even know. Stupid expression. Your primary market was like weddings yeah. and big custom yeah. events, lavish cakes. Then of course, all yeah. of these things got shut down. You're like, huh, well, what do I sell? How do I make money? Yeah. Shit balls. Yeah, pretty much like, oh shit. Every single client in a, in a matter of I would say 24 hours, three months worth of business got canceled. And I had set up at least a very good um, terms and conditions in the sense that I always took a 50% deposit in order to secure date. So I was good in that sense. But what I didn't account for was the people that were still going to go ahead, that 50% deposit that I allowed them to use when they downsized their cake from 30 people to 10 people that deposit covered their costs so then i was making cakes for free the weekend that they finally rolled around after they had postponed so i didn't not that i didn't take it into account i just didn't realize the effects of that on the business and being like oh yeah there goes my cash flow because it's a cycle right you get the deposit that money funds the next two weeks or whatever that months of business and then the the final payments will fund the next ones and you know it kind of goes through so everything is funding in advance so that we can buy our supplies and everything. So when COVID hit, it was like, I need to pivot and I need to pivot quick because we all know, unless you're first to the base, it doesn't matter. Like, so what did you pivot to? Tell people about what you decided. So I pivoted quickly and I was like, I had always done DIY kits over my holiday pre-sales. Um, and I just was like, I need to make a bunch yeah, of different like cookie kits, right? Yes, sorry, yeah, DIY cookie kits um, that you could take home cookies, decorate them. And this was over the March break session. So a lot of kids were at home, not going back to school. And then they announced that they're not going back to school until April and May and June. So with those delays, people were like, what do I do with my kids? Like I have to still work online and I need to entertain them. What do I do? I need activities for them to do. So it was a really good pivot in the sense that I was like, okay, I need to get creative. I've offered this before. It's been a great hit and a great success before. How can I do it? But more easily so more easily accessible make various themes to make people buy more than just one because if you buy if i only have one offering they're most likely only going to buy one and then move on so offering various themes so i just quickly pivoted and put kind of all my brain power into okay i need eight themes and i put them up and within two weeks there was one week and i remember i did 75 diy cookie kits for one saturday pickup and you know putting shelves in between our doorways so that we could do contactless pickup and hand sanitizer outside. And this is still winter and you're just not sure what's going on. So yeah, we added the DIY kits. They took off. I still do quite a few per week. Um, not as much, but like our seasons, like our holiday seasons are still very busy, but yeah, the DIY kits really were able to keep me afloat during the first few weeks. 
Um, and then it was just about like, okay, well, what do we offer next? Quarantine cakes. Okay, let's make a smaller cake that's easily accessible that doesn't meet my minimum of $100 for my custom cake. So just really tailoring my business, going from completely custom to like ready to pick up like almost the next day. So it really changed. That's insane because there's so much, like it changes your entire process and your entire workflow and yeah. everything. Like you, at this point, you still had your employee, like, well, I didn't have my employee at that point. Because of COVID. No, I didn't have my, I did sorry. That's okay. I, also, who still has a home phone? I had to get a landline because people were calling my cell phone at midnight. Oh. Yeah. So I was like, uh, like I would literally be like laying in bed and my phone would be ringing and I'm like, what is going on? And people would be like, are you open? And I'm like, it's midnight. No, no. I'm sleeping. Like I, my four hours of sleep, I'm getting them right now. <laughs> so oh God, yeah. So yeah, I have a landline. It's kind of loserish, but that's okay. Um, strange. It's weird to hear that tone because it's like, I remember it so deeply, but I haven't heard it in so long. I know. I'm actually just debating getting another cell phone because like a secondary cell phone and canceling the landline because it's so much easier just to take with me and then I can shut it off at night. Mm. Um, because I haven't figured out how to put, the, so going back to a landline, I haven't figured out how to do the voicemail on it because <laughs> it like, it locked me out. So it just rings for eternity. And then I'm like, oh, well, like they'll go to my website. <laughs> like these are the little things that I'm like, oh yeah, shit, I should probably do that. And Remember how I introduced you as being super smart? <laughs> <laughs> you're like I can't right yeah I can't figure out a landline voice now I will say I will say it's not my fault like the website says I have it like the Rogers says I have it I shouldn't probably say Rogers but anyway I Rogers um Rogers says I have it but when it like I go to like edit the voicemail box it says I don't have voicemail so I'm just so like, weird it's so weird not. it's just one of those things as a business owner when you're already spending a zillion hours a day working the last thing you want to do is focus on the admin of voicemail of anything anything, yeah. anything. okay yeah. so you've now done you were doing custom cakes all of your yeah. events were canceled you had no money you had no cash flow and you're like okay let's do I'm, so I was lucky in the sense that like a lot of clients were pivoted like they said oh I'm canceling my order can I postpone it but actually I'm gonna you can keep the money and I'll even pay up front so I had a lot of really great loyal clients who understood the impact that this was gonna have on me and my business and some people were like, I'm canceling. I don't even have another date, but just keep it. Like, I'm not even asking for a refund. So I, I was very lucky to have that. And the fact that I was able to pivot really quickly to a point where my, because I had the online commerce store, all the payments were going through right away. So I have PayPal on my website. So I was able to turn around and take that income immediately versus waiting till the pickup date. So even if people were ordering a month in advance, I was getting those funds immediately. So that kind of kept me afloat. Um, I'm lucky that I'm always pretty good at budgeting and leaving money in my, my business account. So for, to make sure that we can cover off all costs and order, like usually I was ordering like hundreds of dollars worth of supplies in advance. Um, and then unable, like not having to buy as much now, I was able to take those funds and kind of live off of them. But yeah, I was lucky. I was very lucky to have budgeted appropriately, but it's not everybody that was in that boat. No. And you, you have like a couple of years under your belt of working as a business too, right? Like I can't yeah. imagine people starting off and you know, the cash flow is so shitty at the beginning. It's You're terrible. Just, like my first year I did, I did negative. Like it was, I had to invest so much in the business, even though, and this wasn't even before the storefront, like the storefront was another story. But when I quit my job, I, and I had been used to being, I was a commissioned salesperson. So I was used to not having funds accessible. Like you always have to plan for the worst that you will not have income for two, three months at a time in case it happens. It never, it didn't because you get into this role of like, okay, money is coming in constantly and I'm selling and I'm selling and I'm selling. But I was already used to that model of like, you have to plan for the future kind of thing financially. So luckily I was able to plan for that. But my first year doing it full time, I didn't, I, I maybe broke even. Like I was, yeah, I ended up in a, a bit of debt the first year and like, yeah, it was wild. But I think that's the reality of small business ownership that people don't talk about, mm -hmm. right? Like it's, there's this like beautiful shop local, support local, like high level thing. But in the back end, it's people just struggling and making ends meet. And there's a reason why there's the big push yeah. support local, but it's crazy. Like people don't talk about that, but it's hot, freaking hard. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's hard on multi-levels, right? Like people see 
a good, right? They'll see the cupcakes that I'm offering or the DIY kit and they're like, oh, it's $25. But what they don't see is the investment that I had to buy, you know, 600 boxes in a case for $200 in advance. So I am relying on those cookie kits selling so that I can pay off my boxes. And I'm not going to probably use those boxes for at least three months in total. So I'm investing in that proper, in that, in that product. Whereas you know, and I feel this for retail storefronts that were at the brain, like at the beginning, because they're sitting there and they're like, okay, now we're shut down. We're closed. We can't operate. We're in a complete shutdown. Luckily I was a food business and a food premise. So I could, I could stay open. Um, but I really felt for the people who had retail spaces and right at the beginning, nobody knew that there was going to be rent relief and the rent relief had to go through the landlord. So if the landlord didn't apply for it, you couldn't even use it. So it's like, it was this whole I hate to say it, but this whole mess, and I know that like, and I, I'm not bashing our government. I think we tried to do, they did the best they could in this situation because who was ever going to be ready for a pandemic of this nature? Um, but it's one of those things that you don't realize as a, as a buyer, the investment that goes into a small business or even a large business for that matter. I know corporations went through this too, but they have a little bit of deeper pockets, whereas small business owners don't usually keep hundreds of thousands of dollars in the bank account they're paying their mortgage with that money. They're paying, maybe paying themselves half the time, you know, they're not even paying themselves. They're working for free because it's a passion project and eventually it will pay off. And it takes years to get to that point, right? Like it's not something that you just all of a sudden you're like, Oh, I'm going to work for myself. And now I'm making $80,000 a year. Absolutely not. There's no one that that's not how it works. No, it's true. But one of the, the things that I was excited to talk to you about was COVID hit everyone really hard, but you managed to, like, in my mind, you're a success story in that of resilience and tenacity and never stopping. And in the meantime, and I, you've sort of alluded to this as we've chatted, mm-hmm. you've actually opened a storefront in the middle. Yeah. So you've moved out of your house in the middle of COVID, like you're working at home, your home business. Yeah. And now have a storefront in, well, in Westboro. So for people who aren't in Ottawa, who are listening, it's like sort of our like hipster, kitschy, like fancy part of town. Trendy, yeah. Trendy, yeah. So I'm just curious to see how you got from, okay, now your cookie boxes to, oh, cool, let's just open a storefront in the middle of the pandemic. I want to take a quick minute for this season's podcast sponsor, Bathorium. I was so excited when they agreed to sign up to be this season's podcast sponsor because I have been a huge fan since COVID started. And even more interestingly, I wasn't a bath fan (laughs) before I started using their products. I didn't like the idea of having to sit still and take a bath. And now through COVID, it is the only time that I can, and only way that I find I'm able to decompress and take a moment to myself. My favorite are the bath soaks. They're so, so wonderful. And I get out feeling smooth and relaxed and amazing. And they've decided to give you guys 15% off on everything on their website. All you need to do to get the code and get access to that discount is go to mumbreak.ca slash bath. I'm super excited to support this Canadian company who make all of their vegan and ethically produced products in Canada. I even love talking to the marketing manager who's an Ottawa mom, who is a wonderful human being. So super excited about this podcast sponsor. Go check out their stuff, mumbreak.ca slash bath to get 15% off. So basically like running my business out of my home definitely took a strain on, um, you know, my personal life, my, my relationship with my partner, he's a saint, but also like when you wake up in the morning and there's cakes being baked and when you, you know, finish work at five o'clock like everybody wants to go home and have that oasis and he didn't really have that and I didn't really have it either I didn't have that point of okay I'm leaving for the day and I'm done I would just keep working or I would stop for dinner and then throw a couple more things in the oven like it was kind of a mess um but I was getting to the point and I think you know this Erica for being in my mastermind group that right before COVID around Christmas time, I'm like, oh, I'm thinking of opening up a storefront or a retail space that will be, you know, by custom order only, we won't have a store per se, but getting out of my house. Cause that was kind of the goal for 2020 was like, I'm, this is going to be the year I get out of my house and I really take the bakery to the next level. And then 
the lease actually didn't end up working out. It was supposed to be with one in a building that one of my friends owned. Um, it didn't end up working out. And I wasn't even disappointed. Like I was like, Oh, it's not meant to be. It'll figure itself out. And I've always believed that. I always believe that like you're put in the right spot at the right time to see the right opportunity. And I always believe that I've always thought of that. Um, since I was younger as well. Like I've always been like, yeah, it'll guide, like life will guide me the right way and it'll be, it'll work out the way it was supposed to. Um, so when that lease fell through and he's like, my, my friend was like, oh, I don't think it's going to work out. Like every time we try to place you, it's not working on our layout. And I said, you know what? Like do your thing. Don't worry about me. I will figure it out a better, like something is going to come up and it's going to work out. Don't worry. Um, and in a way that was in like January ish. And then I was just kind of keeping an eye on the real estate market. Um, and didn't really see, I had seen a few little things and then the pandemic hit. And I was so happy. I was like, oh my goodness, I can't, I'm so happy that I didn't sign anything because who knows where I'm going to be in a month from now. And that was in March. Um, and then the cookie boxes came, came out and they were a great success. And I was making good money, but I was also working my butt off. At this time, my employee has gone home. She's not allowed in my house because we all have to quarantine and keep our, to our own households. So I am doing this by myself, working longer hours than I've ever worked before, even in wedding season. Um, and just kind of putting everything away, putting everything in the bank, being like, yeah, this is, this is what's meant to happen. It'll work out. I'm just going to save, 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 save. So I saved all of my profits. Luckily the cookie kits were one of those, those products that do have a higher profit margin. But again, I lived a decent life where I was like, oh, we want to go out for dinner. We're going out for dinner. Oh, I want to go to get a massage. I'm going to go get a massage. Like I was, I'm very lucky that I work hard, play hard kind of situation. Mm -hmm. um, all that disposable income that I had been spending, now I'm stuck at home and I can't spend. So in the first three months, I saved like a maniac. Um, and knowing full well that like when this is over, I'm going to look for a new space. Um, and then one day, my partner and I were just kind of walking around and we were, had gone for ice cream. This is after kind of things kind of loosened up a little bit. Um, and we went for a walk and came across this, um, property for a residential property. And we had always wanted like more space. We lived in, in Carlingwood area. Um, we always wanted more space and we stumbled upon it. So long story short, we ended up purchasing that property. It forced us to sell our existing home that I ran my business out of almost within like a month's time with a quick closing date. So between June and October, I had to sell my house, sell our rental property. We purchased another property and figure out what to do with my business. So <laughs> it, yeah, like I look back and I'm like, what the heck were we thinking? <laughs> It's, and it's funny because when you told us all, I'm like, I can't, okay, everyone at this point, at this point, I'm pretty sure I was still like in a hermit ball crab at home, not doing anything. And you're like, okay, I sold my hat. I sold both my houses. We bought a new house and you didn't, you didn't mention this, but I'm going to, you have it on Instagram. So I figure people, yeah. you're building, you bought this oh, yeah. and you're building your own custom home yeah. um, while living in like the pre-existing house, which is, um, how do I say 1890 <laughs> creating this whole new custom home and living in this simple home in the meantime, while also opening a business, uh, or opening, not, sorry, not opening a business, opening like a brick and mortar store and running a business during COVID. <laughs> yeah. So I'm doing all this. It's nuts. Um, so, and I'm still in the back of my head being like, what the heck am I going to do with my business? Like I work from home. This whole life situation is going to affect my bottom line. Like this is how I make my income. This is how I pay my mortgage. This is how I pay my car payments. Like this wasn't just like this hobby anymore. I had an employee that I needed to, to be responsible for as well. Um, and I'm like, what the heck am I going to do? And I was gassing up. And this is where I say like the world always puts you in the right place at the right time. 
I was gassing up and I looked over and it said commercial space for lease. And I was like, Oh my God, it's in Westboro. And I looked it up and it was in my price point. And I was like, it was actually a little over my price point budget that I had kind of my, as my goal price point. And I looked at it. I'm like, that is exactly like I had envisioned having my own shop a long time ago. And this is, this is the building. Like I were like, this is what I had envisioned. And so I did a little bit of research, went and saw it, like literally did the calculations. I'm like, I can't afford this. <laughs> like can't do it. Like it's not going to happen. And then crunched more numbers and was like, I still can't afford this, but I know that without taking this leap of faith, my business will never grow. Um, and within we, I signed the lease in July of 2020. So like middle of the pandemic when things were starting to kind of loosen up again, but we knew that the second wave was coming. And I'm like, I don't like any logical business person would be like, no, <laughs> don't do it. And I was just, I'm going to do this. It's going to be really good. Totally fine. <laughs> totally fine. Um, so yeah, so I ended up signing the lease. Uh, in July, ended up doing the renovations mostly ourselves, except for like plumbing and electrical and going through the paperwork and stuff like that. Um, took a little bit more time than expected. And then finally, like early October, we were able to like work out of the space. And it was like one week, like perfect timing because we had sold our house and we're closing on October 1st. And I started baking out of this location on like September 25th. So it was like five days of like chance that we had to make this work um and now we're sitting what are we december 14th so two and a half months in ish almost three months and we have double tripled our team pretty much um Same. yeah it's nuts i wake up every day and i'm like is this real life because <laughs> <laughs> i don't know how i did it like I, I just keep doing what i do and like putting good energy out there and you know providing clients with what I, what I think is what they want. And I've been really lucky to have a really great loyal following. Um, I yeah. count my blessings all the time and say like, I'm so lucky to have those people who helped me get here today because without any of the people who've ordered cakes or cookies or DIY kits, like there's no way I'd be sitting where I am. Well, I think though that goes a lot to, I mean, I'm going to flip that back to you. Like yeah. a lot on you in that the pro, I mean, and as someone who's like a purchaser of your cakes and cookies, um, it, they're just so flipping good and <laughs> you are just someone that's easy to support, if that makes sense. Oh, thank and you. I think, I don't know if there's like a way to share tips to other people who are in the situation, but I think it's just that people see that you're working hard, you're kind, you're fair, um, and you're logical, which I, I, I find, I don't know if other people appreciate that, but I'm a very much a logical person. So I appreciate that, you know, you say something and you do it and you, uh, things are a specific way and you stick to it and you just bust yeah. to get things done. Yeah. It's totally taken me a long time to get there though. Cause I still even like, I'll get people who place orders on like dates that were sold out and I still like bend over and say like, Oh, I really don't want to cancel their order and I'm going to do it. And it's not, I would say it's not even until the last like two weeks that I've been like, no, no, we have no more exceptions to the rules. Right. Like I finally put my foot down because it was affecting my staff and it was affecting me. And it's the first time in a long time that I've actually like stood up and said, okay, no, that rule actually has to stick. Like if we're sold out, we are sold out. There's not a single person that can slide in. It doesn't matter who they are. Um, and it wasn't always the case. It was always like, oh, this is a regular who's helped me get to where I am today. I need to help them. Like it was in my, like in my like values to be like, oh no, I appreciate them ordering for me. Like it was never like people need me. Like I've never looked at it that way. I'm like, people need me. I'm like, no, I need, I need them. Like I am thankful for them. I'm thankful for those clients. It's not been like, well, I have a really cool product, so you better freaking buy it. Like, it's never been that perspective of it, right? It's been like, I have a really cool product. Like, if you like it, cool. Thanks so much for your support. Do you think at the beginning of business, though, that's something that you need to do? Like, you need to pay your dues and make the exceptions and bust balls? Or is that something you could avoid in the beginning if you start up? Or is that just sort of like how you develop those relationships? I think that's how you develop those relationships for sure. Um, could I have been more strict in the beginning, like early, early on for sure. 
Um, it's just not my personality. And I think that you have to do like, as a piece of advice, you have to do what works for you. I don't have kids. So it's a lot more flexible for me to say, yeah, I'll take on that last minute order and spend Saturday afternoon doing that cake for you. Whereas somebody who has kids says no, it's because they probably have other like responsibilities that they have to take care of. Whereas I have a very, very flexible relationship in the sense that we both work a lot. Like he has a career that he works a lot. I have a career that I work a lot and we have that understanding between us. That's not every relationship that will have that. I talk to a lot of you and I'm like, oh, well, doesn't your like boyfriend hate what you do? And I'm like, I'm sure some days he didn't like what I was doing. However, he's always been my number one fan and always said like, you can do this. Like nights where I was like, I can't do this. It's so much work. I, what did, was I thinking? He was my biggest cheerleader. So I think you have to just do what works for you. If you feel that you have to have a certain way of doing business, and that means cutting off your orders on Mondays and not taking any orders after Monday because you have to plan your kid's schedule, then that's what you do. You do what works for you. Your clients will adapt. Um, and if they really, if you do have that product that they want, it doesn't matter what you're selling, whether it be cakes or jewelry or whatever, if they truly value you and appreciate you, um, they'll wait. They'll, you know, I've had, I, and this is not to pat myself on the back, but I've had clients change their event dates because I was fully booked that weekend. And I am so lucky to have those people. Like that is something that I'm like, man, like not everybody gets that luxury to have those really loyal clients. Now, can you do that in the first two weeks of starting your business? Absolutely not. Cause those relationships aren't there. Right. Um, you really have to build relationships. I've always said that business is not done because you have a product. It's not done because you have something that somebody else doesn't. It's done because you have that relationship with someone. And that was the way I always conducted my business, whether it was baking or when I was in sales. No, and I, it's true. And it's hard, right? Especially, I can't imagine how hard that would be for someone who isn't necessarily as, um, like, I don't want to say outgoing, but you also you have people skills too, right? You're just, you're easy to talk to. You, you get it but it's, it's, it's mm -hmm. an important skill set for sure. Yeah. And like I said, any piece of advice is just like, set it up for what works for you. It is your business. You get to run it how you want. Obviously like don't go flipping people off. I don't <laughs> think that's going to help you get anywhere. Um, but you, I think you can set up your business no matter what you're doing in a way that's going to work for your personal life as well. And I'm just, I'm one of those people that's really lucky. I love working and I like working a lot. I've been like this since I was 15. I have like at the age of 16, I have three jobs. So I've always been like this. I've always been a go-getter, whereas that might not be for everybody. And that's, there's nothing wrong with that. You have to do what works for you and what makes you happy. Do you think when it comes to your relationship with your partner, like, because you've always been like this, it was just, you've, you've sort of naturally fallen into this rhythm of you both being, you know, big on spending a lot of time on work, or is that something you've had to have conversations about? Oh, we've definitely had conversations about it for sure. Like, and we've gone through waves, right? Like this year, these last two years have been insane for me. Whereas the first three years of our relationship, I remember I moved to Ottawa and I was sitting at home by myself, like crying my eyes out being like, why did I move to Ottawa? This guy is never home. He's working all the time. He's putting, he would literally go to work at like nine 30 in the morning and come home at like 10 30, 11 at night. Um, and I was like, wow, this is a really like, this is not what I anticipated. And when we were doing, we did long distance for a year. So when we did long distance, we um, would see each other only on weekends. So then those weekends were dedicated to each other, which gave us more, actually more time together than when I moved to Ottawa, because then we just kind of took it for granted. So it's not something that has come easily. It has taken work. It has taken a lot of communication. Were we great at communicating back in, you know, eight years ago? Absolutely not. We worked on that. Right. And I would say that like, now I can finally, I could, I, I've always said I've had a great relationship with him, which I did because at the time in my perspective, I had a great relationship with him. Have we had our rough patches? Absolutely. Who doesn't. Right. Um, but I can actually say that like, we have worked really hard over the last year to create this really great communication. And even in the midst of designing a house, building a house, tearing down the garage, building that, like we have not fought right? We've had communication and we've had disagreements and we've been like, I don't like that this is happening, but we've not fought. Like we haven't had a fight where I was like, oh my God, I don't like you. I've always said like, I really like this. However, it hurt me when this happened. Right. So it's just a matter of like, you got to figure out what's 
going to work for your relationship because no relationship is like the other. That's so impressive. And I think it's sort of, it's a point that's not just for business, but like any person in a relationship, like for business as an example, I think your relationship with your partner is a huge factor in it. Um, Mm -hmm. And same with, you know, marriage or kids or day jobs, whatever that might be. But I, I think it's insane to me. I'm super jealous that you are going through all that you've gone through and you haven't fought. Like, I think that's so cool. And that's so goals because, um, the amount of stress and things that you guys have taken on as you know partners business owners right now is nutty <laughs> it is nutty and it's not to say i say we haven't fought like i would i refer that to probably the last like three months when we were in the midst of like the move i was like you decided to move us this was not my idea <laughs> um so we definitely had our moments but like it never like we've we've worked really hard over the years to recover quickly like mm, not let yeah. those fights last two days at a time, right? Like we don't let arguments simmer. We just be like, okay, we're not agreeing like right now. Like, do we need a minute or do we need, and this is like, I don't even know if he's going to want me to say this, but whatever. He'll never hear this anyway. He's not a podcast person. Um, he doesn't listen to mom blog podcasts. What? Uh, probably not. I don't even think he listens. Like he would be like, cool. Are they talking about welding? Like he <laughs> wouldn't even care. Um, no, but it's one of those things that it took us a long time to get to like it was it's not like people are like oh you guys are like so great together I'm like yeah we worked really freaking hard like it's not this isn't natural right like it's you're you're bringing two different people into a relationship and telling them to get along and everything is supposed to be the same and like peachy keen we come from very similar backgrounds when it comes to like morals and values and all of that but the way we were raised like I was raised in a screaming household like if you didn't like something you just yelled about it and then it would be done and you'd move on <laughs> he grew up in a, in a in a totally different atmosphere where it's like you didn't really talk about your feelings but then you could talk about your feelings and then it would just be like okay I hear you let's move on right so it's totally different than what I grew up with and it took work to get to that really great point in our relationship where we can have that balance and be able to speak to each other in a really calm and and respectful manner. And I think one of the biggest things I've learned over the last year is that, you know, it's a partnership where we need to have each other's back no matter what happens. And when I kind of took that perspective and this actually came from therapy, which was really great. um, It was like, it doesn't matter what happens. It's you have to be your cohesive unit and you have to have each other's back. And when we both kind of took a step back and we're like, yeah, yeah, that's right. Like we're a team. We're not just Jamie Lynn and we're not just, you know, Jonathan, we are a team. And when we took that perspective, it totally changed for us. It was like, okay, how can I help you achieve your goals? And how can I help you stand up for what you believe in? So if any issues that we were going through, not that he has to take on my burdens of my business, but I would call him and be like, Hey, I need your advice on this. And tell me if I'm doing this wrong. And he would totally give me the advice. Do I take it or not? That's up to me. But it was one of those things that our perspective of our relationship changed in the sense that we were now doing it together. It was two individuals on the same team and the goal was to win. That's, I love that perspective. We, Jordan and I call ourselves, or we used to anyways, we're like, we're a unit. We do this together. Yeah. We are the unit. And I, I've sort of drifted away from that um, lately, but it's, it's really, that's good advice to come back to because it's so true. And yeah. It's, it doesn't uh, mean you're going to be a unit all the time. Like it doesn't mean that I don't go out with my friends, like obviously not pandemic, but it doesn't mean that I'm not independent and I depend on him. Right. Like it's not about being your team. like, yeah, we're just on the same page and it took a long time together. It's not something that happened overnight. It took some work. Well, we have business and relationship advice from jail from batter up bakery. <laughs> yeah. Apparently I'm now a psychologist as well. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I'm actually not a psychologist. Please don't actually quote me. <laughs> I'll put some psychologist links referrals in the description below. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. So is there anything else you want to add before we wrap things up? Oh my God. Yeah. So I just wanted to, I don't know what I want to add. What do I want to add? Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> You're so sure of yourself. I know. I have no idea what yeah, you'll probably just, I don't even know where, like, if there was even a direction to this call, I'm sorry if it, like, went AWOL into relationship. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, you know, can you come talk to my podcast listeners about business? Oh, but. Oh, yeah, by the way, go to therapy with your partner. It's great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, w- one thing I will say is, like, 
you have to figure out like everybody can offer the same product you're offering product is just product and it's a commodity and what makes you different i guess my my biggest thing that i want to promote is just like find your niche stick to it don't compare yourself constantly to other people and i think that's what really helped me is people always ask me they're like aren't you jealous of the people who are just like charging 30 dollars for cake and i'm like no no i'm not i'm not even concerned about those people because I believe in my product. I believe in what I have. And I believe in my relationships that I have with my clients. And that piece of advice is one of the best pieces of advice I've ever gotten from one of my old bosses. And it's like, it's not the product that's going to make the difference. It's you, you as a person will make that difference. And it's very true. So believe in yourself when you're growing your business and believe that what you offer, maybe, you know, maybe you offer a coffee cup that's personalized, but the neighbor down the street offers that same coffee cup. Well, how are you different? Is it your customer service? Is it, you know, is it, it not like my stuff's always been more expensive than everybody else, but I didn't worry about that. I said, well, I believe in the product that I'm offering and I believe that there is a difference because my business approach is different. So that's kind of my piece of advice, um, on business. Um, and then I would say like coming up in, uh, well, this is going to be airing in April, I guess. Um, but yeah, like watch out. I think batter, batter bakery has a lot of plans. I can't release them all right now, but <laughs> I'm excited. I'm, I'm really super excited and I think that if I know yeah. what you're thinking I am excited to do them <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what you're thinking now I'm like okay, well, I won't say them but but yeah. you know I'm not we're not teasing you guys right now because technically you're listening to this and they're live so yeah. where can people find you and go talk about the things that we may or may not be teasing about yeah so you can find me on i think the number one place i update most often is instagram at batterupbakery.ca or sorry batterupbakery.ca i was about to get my website um and then my website which will be updated with all of the cool things that are happening um and that is at uh, batterupbakery.ca um so you can find all the kind of updated offerings we're doing there um but definitely keep an eye out on our social media because i think that's the best place to uh get the latest the latest stuff that's on deck I love that so much. And it's so funny because when I, I told you, I'm like, this episode will not be till April. So who knows what she'll be doing then because you, know. just, you pivot so much, but it, in such a good, um, inspirational way. Like I, I just, I've loved everything that you've done. And I think I've bought pretty much everything you've released lately. <laughs> and, well, thank you. No, uh, you've been a great support and a great, you know, mentor as well, because when it comes to like marketing and like, what should we do? Like, you're just so brilliant and I love what you've been doing. And, you know, I think the more we're in this whole pandemic internet becomes such a, an essential tool mm -hmm. that we all have to rely on. And how do we differentiate ourselves and then just being like, there on taking space right like if you're taking space what good are you doing yeah no i love that so much oh my goodness thank you so much for thank you sorry me. i rambled on about <laughs> random stuff uh, <laughs> no and honestly i think this our chat now has totally encompassed how i want this season to be because i feel like the world is so prescriptive these days i just unscripted casual chats i miss talking to people and i think everybody out there does too yeah i definitely miss it i can't wait to have a glass of wine mm -hmm. <laughs> so